Make That Paper, the show where we talk about all the crazy jobs we do to make the cash we need to pursue our artistic dreams. We're talking about the junk hauling jam and the taking dictation situation. Also, the old hand job. Wait, what? Yeah, he was kind of the go-to black hand model for a minute. Right. I mean, we are your hosts, Jamie Parker Stickle. And Jason Bieber. And on this episode, we are talking to a guy who has not only done a million and one side hustles, but also a million and one creative hustles. He's a writer, a director, a visual artist, a photographer, a web designer, and of course, an actor. Yeah. And he's a series regular on the terrifying Netflix zombie show, Black Summer. And his resume is long enough to give you carpal tunnel from scrolling to the bottom. Please. Welcome to the show, the insanely talented <laughs> and obscenely good-looking. Watch it. <laughs> Drew. Um, Justin, Justin Chu Carey. Yay! <laughs> that was that was probably the best intro I've ever had. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> but seriously, let's talk for a second um, about hand modeling. Have they seen you? I just want to know: Have they seen you? Like, why were you? But, Why'd we stop at the hand? What? Why? Oh, actually, he all right. He just held his hand up to the camera yeah, for a I second. Yeah, it was very nice. Yeah, those are those, those are, are nice. nice. Hands. Have they seen his face and his biceps? <laughs> you know, I was deep diving in image and Google searching. <laughs> That's what we do on this show, right? It is. We we just we just scroll through Google images. We don't really care about the care content of your character no. at all. No, not at all. That's I, I read every biography ever written. True. I do. But seriously, sense. did they uh, see your face? Uh, well, you know, I <laughs> it was uh, I, I was doing like print, like full person print modeling. Uh, okay, good. And I was in my my agent's office one day, and she she was telling in my hands. She was like, "You have amazing hands. Would you do <laughs> hand modeling?" And I was like, um, "Does it pay?" And she was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Okay, great, sure, let's do it." And then I didn't even think anything of it. And, and, and next thing I know, like, I just start getting a lot of hand jobs. And, and, I, <laughs> and I was really good at it. Like, I, you know, I made a lot of money from doing hand jobs, you know, left and right. Either, either. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is that, you know, I, I did. And it's crazy. Like, you. Like I made some great money doing hand jobs, and uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but mm -hmm. it's funny because people, there are there are some people, and I'm not shitting on them at all. Can I can I curse on this? You yeah. can you can you've been saying hand job for the last ten yeah. minutes. That's true. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some people who, who it's their career and they take it very seriously. So, you know, getting to set, it's funny because people take, like, I took it as a joke. I'm just like, okay, great. I'm, I'm here to do this. And people will be like, man, how, how'd you get into this? Like, what, what inspired you to, to do this? Like, we're totally respecting it, you know? Mm -hmm. And there were people who I met on set, you know, the other hand models who were who were very serious about it, you know? And uh, probably- the They've got their hand regimen and well, everything. Yeah, Ooh, you know, exfoliants and creams and- One dude I, I met, he, we were on, uh, it was for Apple, right? So we're doing the, and he was like their go-to Apple- uh, hand guy who does the phones or whatever mm -hmm. and he was showing me how you're supposed to hold the phone you're supposed to hold it like this with one finger up wow finger, uh -uh. It, it, to make people feel good like it's going up don't make it go down up boom and he and he took his job very seriously and and uh with more power to him but it was it was i had some interesting experiences or or this one woman who's like you know she was in her thirties and, but she has very tiny hands. And so she does, she's made a niche for herself doing toy commercials. So she, wow. cause the kids, they can't work with as long or, or they can't do all the stuff that they want her to do in the commercials or whatever. So she's the go-to child hand model. <laughs> I, I find that it's fascinating. Um, I was never professionally hired for a hand job, but my friend, <laughs> We're going to have to get away from this pretty soon. My friend, I totally forgotten this. Um, she was a jewelry designer and she couldn't afford to pay models. So she was like, I have to shoot my jewelry. Will you come, you know, do a hand job with a right. bracelet on? And um, 
I'll give you a free headshots out of it. You know, I'll have them click a couple headshots. And I was like, yeah. okay, fair. Um, and then they saw my hands. <laughs> Could you not have gotten a manicure? No, you didn't tell me to get a manicure. I didn't know what I would be doing. So we ended up just doing necklaces. But I will tell you this much. My hands are very large for a woman. Like, Bieber, come on. They can't see this, but like, look at how long my fingers are. Yeah, they're, they're all This much. man is six feet. I am five, five and a half. This so they were like, not I, dainty. Well, we give each other would, solid high fives. My mom would say, you have piano playing hands. And I played yeah. piano. Yes, oh, my piano teacher used to say girl. that too. And I have the knuckles of a piano player. So, I mean, like there is a thing, you know, you're working that. So I once had an internship at an ad agency and there was a shoot for something and required a hand model. And they said, Jason, why don't you do it? And uh, I was like, I, 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 I can't, I can't do that. Why? And I didn't want to tell them, but I am a, uh, I'm what's called a chronic nail biter. Oh, it's bad. It's real ugly. It's and real ugly. so like, yeah, you, you throw me out because I wasn't going to be vetted. If I said yes, right. I was going to have the job and then right. I'd just be there on set with these like mangled hands. <laughs> but you do have nice hands, but you have worker's hands because you've worked as a carpenter and you like work with your hands. That's man yeah. hands. You have man hands. I got man hands. Yeah, man hands. Yeah, man hands. I got man hands, man shoulders, man face. You have modeling legs. That was the first thing I ever said to you. I was like, dude, you should model be like a leg model. Yeah. Your mom was a model. She was. She was. Ooh. Now you and I actually both did something um not a job, but something that really could have gotten in the way of modeling. We were both captains of our high school wrestling teams. Yeah, you could have had cauliflower ear. Is that you, what it's called? That's what it's called. You could have ruined this. Oh, I didn't. I had no idea you were a wrestler. Oh, and you and I have something in common. We both graduated Berkeley High School, but mine was in Detroit. Oh, okay. I was about to say, <laughs> I was like about to lose it if you didn't know. <laughs> like people who went to Berkeley High School from my high school have like insane pride about going to Berkeley High School. People from mine too. Like it's crazy. I, you know, what's crazy is there's an insane amount of people who went to Berkeley High School from from my Berkeley High School. Yeah, Northern uh, California. Yeah, yeah, and like Andy Samberg and and uh, mm -hmm. David Diggs and uh, who you still work with all the time. Yeah, yeah, he's one of my best friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I say that. I didn't know that. But yeah. 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 <laughs> we we ran track together and uh we we were like the only men or boys who who were on the team all four years that we were there. And so we kind of like forged a, a pretty solid friendship, you know. So you did wrestling and track and then went to university on a track scholarship. I did, yeah. Yeah. And then you you basically, you know, you had a minor in theater, but that isn't what you studied first. You studied visual arts first. Is yeah, that correct? Yeah, yeah. I was always a visual artist. Uh, my mom is, actually, I come from a whole family on my Chinese side um, of, of kind of artists and visual artists. And, uh, and my mom was an art teacher uh, in the beginning of her career. And so, you know, she would always, we would always do art projects with her growing up, me and my brother. And she taught us calligraphy so I'm actually decent at calligraphy and, and that kind of thing and uh and so I was minoring in art um and yeah my actually my athletic counselor was like oh you want an easy class why don't you do like you're into art why don't you do drama for you know uh during competition season you know take make your load mm -hmm. a little lighter and I did and you know and I always say it was like when I did it it was like the per perfect marriage of like athleticism and like and art you know, yeah. and, and I fell in love with it. So, and then That's I awesome. quickly just started taking as many classes I, as I could at the university and, uh, and yeah, and I ended up getting a minor in it. That's awesome. Yeah. So, okay. So then you went back to, um, Oakland mm -hmm. to, you went and you weren't, you didn't come to LA till 2009. So you were doing theater, which means you had some serious day jobbing if you were doing theater up North in yeah. California, because yeah. Theater doesn't pay a lot, people. We've talked about this a million times. And, and I mean, it, it can pay decent. And if you're in like New York, maybe sure, even Los Angeles or Chicago. But in in San Francisco and in Oakland, not you're not the best you're gonna do. The best you're gonna do union show back then was like 
four hundred dollars a week, which is okay, but that's that's unemployment. Best. That's like an unemployment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like you know, you're not, you're not, you know, you're not buying any anything fancy anytime soon with that. So, so you go back home after you graduate. Did you have a job right away, or did you start auditioning first? No, I definitely. Well, because you know, I I. I discovered acting probably my junior, I think it was my junior year of college. And so really I had only been doing it for two years when I graduated and uh, I wasn't completely convinced that I, I wanted to be an actor. You know, I knew I loved it, but I mean, you know, it's, it's a daunting idea. I was like, you know, shit, do I, do I want to do this? You know? And so yeah. I, you know, I had a couple years of, what do you call it? Um, discovering yourself <laughs> totally you're talking about the hand jobs again yeah the hand jobs no the hand jobs <laughs> came later hand jobs definitely came later uh it sounds like so, a very la thing yeah, la job that was, that was la that was yeah, LA hand jobs. yeah um and so i the first thing i did out of college i think was work at uh this this place called the giant peach which was like the warehouse you know there's mm-hmm. like an online store where you ordered you know, it's kind of like hip hop apparel, you know, posters and shirts and hoodies and that kind of thing. Um, and I worked in the warehouse and just like folded all the shirts. And like when someone ordered something, I put it in the bag. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it was just me. <laughs> it was just me folding all of the because uh, it, it was a small company. And I, I don't know if they're still around. I, I imagine they still are. But, um, you know, so there was literally like three or four people who worked there and like three of the people were you know doing all the online orders and then there was like me folding the shirts <laughs> are you making minimum wage uh i think i was making minimum wage maybe even more. folding shirts if you're making more yeah, than I, minimum wage it was like 10 bucks an hour or something that's awesome that's yeah. actually really good yeah so you're making 10 bucks an hour you're living the life with four other employees. <laughs> I'm, living, I'm living back at my parents' house at this point. Living at your parents' house, and you're yeah. like, you know what? Let's give acting a go. It's gotta be better than yeah. teachers. Mom, dad, went that way. Actually, I got nothing but time right now. I'm gonna audition for a play at what the community yeah. theater. What happens? Yeah, I think. Um, you know what? I think it was David actually who had moved back from Brown. He went to Brown and he had just gotten back and uh, he was auditioning for a play, uh, you know, Susan Laurie Parks. Um, he was yes. auditioning for a Susan Laurie Parks play um, in San Francisco, a theater in San Francisco. And he said, hey, you should audition for it. And and I did. And actually, I got the role and he didn't. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah. You know, now he was happy for you, right? He was like, he's done. He's done much better than me in his career. <laughs> he's doing fine. Now. He's doing you're, fine. You're both doing great. Yeah, you're doing both fine. doing great. So yeah, it was it was him, and and he's kind of definitely encouraging me uh, throughout. And, and he was so juiced when he found out that I kind of got into acting because he was acting in high school. So he was like, um, you know, he was like a he doesn't talk about it much, but he was like a, a track star in high school as well. He he took I think third in the state championships California state championships in the 110 hurdles and um but then he was also this like incredible thespian so he was always kind of like you know going from track practice to to rehearsal and you know which I always thought was so cool I don't know if I've ever told him this but I always thought that was so cool so in college when I was finally kind of doing that going from like I literally one time went from like finishing a race and I ran straight to the theater and got into costume to do a play. That's <laughs> awesome. uh, I, th- I think it's awesome that they allowed that in high school. I remember I had to choose at one point uh, between the sport I was on and the show. Like I couldn't do yeah, both. I, mean, I think, I think it would have, he never did. Cause I think theater theater was always in the fall and I think they would, and then there would be like a musical in the spring. And so yes. he never did the musical. Our uh, musicals were in the winter during wrestling season, so I never got to do the musical. We did a musical, okay. a drama, and a comedy. So it was yeah, fall, winter, spring. Right. Spring was our musical. The, the musical because he was always doing um, track, so he did have to choose. He couldn't do both. Yeah. You know, um, or maybe maybe there was some overlap at some point, but um, 
yeah, he was definitely doing both. And for me, it didn't. It's, I mean, track came first since that was scholarship, and then, but uh, you know, somehow I made it work in college. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. It's huge because college is so overwhelming as it is, and you were on scholarship. Yeah, which I means mean, you had small, to. It was a small scholarship. I don't like to like, <laughs> you know, but it, you know, my parents definitely paid, but they, you know, they definitely uh, gave me. But a, they paid a little bit less. A little, little, yeah. I made it a little bit less. I made it less than my brother. That's how I like to say. Hey, there you my go. Had no scholarship. <laughs> so you booked this thing in San Francisco. Yeah. You're not background. You actually have lines. I, I have lines. This is a play. I mean, I know. Yeah. And you are like sold. Um, God, Get no, there. I don't think that's what sold me. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I was making dirt money, you know, that, that was not paying union money. That was like <laughs> one of those like $50 a week things. Totally. Uh, um, so you so still had your job at the warehouse. Oh, oh, for sure. I'm definitely at that job. And I, I'm confused on the timeline, but I think, it was around then when I started doing the junk hauling business. Yes. I was going to ask you if that was LA or, or, or up there. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about junk hauling. All right. Okay. So now, we, did we leave the t-shirt company to go to junk hauling? No, you, you know what? The junk business was right after college. I'm sorry. It wasn't the, that's yeah, okay. That All right. The first one. So you graduate college and then immediately start hauling junk. Yes. Cause my, because, they sell you a dream as a college graduate that you are going to be a professional, but instead you haul junk. And I'm feeling this because this is where we all were. My parents were, I'm sure they were scratching their heads like, or mad because they were like, we paid so much money for you to get a good education and put so much effort into it. Uh, And now you are a garbage man, essentially. Um, on-demand garbage man. That's right. But I think you, like, am I am I picturing like the like the one eight hundred got junk? Yeah. Is that you? That is me. That That's you. Was me. So like, with the day I decide I don't want to be a hoarder anymore, I call I call you up. You yeah. you show up at my house. Yeah, basically. Oh, Did shit. you go in people's houses and haul it out? Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> You know, so you've got some hoarder stories. Yeah. Oh man, it 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 was it was crazy. You know, I know it was one of those things. Two of my friends were doing it from high school. Um, you know, and and <laughs> we we went to a very kind of like diverse, both ethnically and socially, uh, and socioeconomically diverse high school, right? So yeah, you know, I had I had friends who were wealthy. I had friends who were not and i had friends who went to great colleges i had friends who did not you know same same yeah some of my best friends you know who who maybe didn't go to who didn't go to universities or whatever they they were in this business and they were just like yo like we we're making a ton of money you know we just ride around in truck all day we just kick it yada 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 you know and so they sold you the dream. Yeah. So at 21, I was like, oh, man, I could go kick with my boys. You know, we're <laughs> doing this thing. And, and you know, acting was kind of in the, my, in the back of my head. I was like, maybe maybe I'll do that, too. Um, and so, yeah, I did it. So it was, so really, I was doing it with, like, a couple of my really close friends. Yes, of course. Uh, that's which what makes you, every that's, job better. I mean, but yeah. that's what you do after <laughs> school. Like, 20 years old, you're, you're yeah. Uh, Oh man, we could just, and we did, we would just kick it, you know, and, yeah. and you're not hauling junk all day. Like, you know, we tell them that we would just be sitting at like some restaurant or burrito place, you know, kicking, mm-hmm. it, eating it, eating, drinking a Corona and then like, Oh, we got a job and then we like go, you know? So it was, we, we had a good time, but it was um, not glamorous work. Did you get tipped? We did. Yeah, we got, and that was part of it. That was like, you know, we, we we were a charming bunch of young men, and and I, and I think we would uh, we would end up. That was a big part of it, because we would end up getting tipped, you know, a few hundred bucks or whatever. And back then, you know, you're like, man, we just paid. You we're know, rich. We're yeah, we're rich. rich. We go to the club and spend all of our money right now. But first, we're gonna shower. Because you really don't think about your overhead at that point. I no. mean, especially if you just went back home and yeah. college is done, you're like, my overhead is small mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. 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 And I, my clothes are nasty, but my mom will wash them. 
Hey, yeah, my mom. But, but, yeah. I want to know because I've watched hoarders and I watched. You know, why do we have so many shows about hoarders and like junk hauling? We're obsessed with it. Like yeah. every basic cable channel has a show that is about hoarders or junk hauling. What is the craziest person you met? Like, was it bad? Was it like, oh, I need to take these animals with me too because this is a bad situation? A lot of the times it would be, um, the, I mean, at least the, the very big jobs would often be um, people whose parents passed away. Mm-hmm. And so it would be a lot of times they just didn't even want to deal with it. And so they would just be like, get rid of all this stuff. And and there for sure were a number of times it was like borderline. It was like borderline hoarding or maybe they just lived for 95 years and they yeah. have a lot of ish, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I Listen, I'm, I'm watching I'm watching my like my son's the shit he's going to have to deal with a crew in my garage right now. Yeah. I'm like, I should probably deal with this, but you know what? My dad left me a warehouse. (laughs) You know what? By the end of, by the time you're, you're done paying for everything of his, when he's finally, you know, Mm -hmm. his own stuff, you'll have probably spent like a couple million dollars. (laughs) I think I may have already dropped a couple million dollars. Yeah. I haven't made a couple million dollars, yeah. but I think I've certainly, you know, factoring in interest and inflation. Yeah. yeah. This so, dude owes me. You know, yeah, I think it's the child's. Uh, For how much I've cleaned up after him in the last three days, he could at least clean up after me when I die. Yeah, I'm sure that's what your dad was thinking. It's like, do you know what I fucking did for you? <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Clean up the shit. Yeah. <laughs> Your done. <laughs> Here's Justin's number. Call him. Exactly. One eight hundred. I feel like I'm. You know what? I'm meeting with a uh, with an estate person, like to like put together my last will and testament and, and yeah. a, a trust and all of that. And I'm, I'm making a mental note right now to like put some junk haulers in there. <laughs> I mean, one eight hundred got junk. They were they were a good company. <laughs> so that that was your company. You were you worked for them? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you were franchised. I was franchised, man. It was uh, I, I didn't own the franchise, but yeah. uh, <laughs> or or their their that portion of it. I imagine uh, if I owned a got junk franchise, I would pretty quickly stop hauling junk myself. Yeah, yeah, it was. I would oh, do my best to hire some some Justins. Yeah. <laughs> Justin and friends, Justin and company. It's, it's great. It's a great life. You hang out with your boys. You yeah. you know drink some beers, and then when it's time, you get a call. You get a good job. Yeah, I mean, it's just so funny hearing that back now. Because I mean, at the time, at twenty one or whatever I was, it was uh, if that sounded like the dream, you know. That's the thing is that like you like those jobs, those workmanship jobs, yeah, where you're not worried about getting ahead. That's a, there's a lot of stress that comes from the the the, the desire to move forward, sure. move up. Yeah, absolutely. And when you don't care at all that all you have to do is check the box of I accomplished my job today, mm-hmm. it is not just easy but actually satisfying. Yeah. Because you check the box and they're like, "All right, that's it. Yeah. Now I get to just be me for the rest of the day." Oh, those yeah. are good times. Hey there, make that paper listeners. We've got to ask you for a little something. Look at your phone. Not if you're driving. If you're driving, just make a mental note to do this later. Now, find the subscribe button and click on it. Nice. Now that you've done that, scroll down and find the ratings and reviews and tap on that fifth star, the one all the way to the right. Good, okay. Now, below that, you see where it says write a review? Tap that link then go ahead and write something wonderful about this show. Awesome. One more thing. Think about all the people you know who would enjoy listening to this show. Now, share it with them. You can send them a text, an email, a letter, or just put it on your social media, www.makethatpaperpodcast.com. That's www.makethatpaperpodcast.com. Thanks, you guys. Now enjoy the show. How long did you last doing that? Oh, man, I think we were, uh, I, I probably did it for 
not a full year for sure. It was probably like nine months or something. Like it felt that. like four years. It, yeah. it felt like a while, but I think it was actually like nine months. And then I, I think that's when I got the, the giant peach job and was folding shirts after that. Yeah. Gotcha. And sticking. So you do the show and then do you immediately start auditioning for more parts after that show? Well, the, after that, you, the reason why I figured out the giant peach was second was because I auditioned for, that's when I auditioned for the Kaiser educational theater program. Oh yeah. In Oakland. And, um, I, and I remember getting the phone call in the warehouse that I got the job. And, got it. And so, um, and it was actually, it was a pretty rigorous process. It was, it was, a, you know, you had to audition like an actor, but then you had to like interview like a Kaiser employee. Um, and you had to do all these rounds of auditions and I, you know, and it paid well, you know, it, it was. It's corporate it was, acting. So, yeah, well, corporate so for, acting. Our, for our listeners, explain what is, what is this gig? What's the job? The job, um, it's Kaiser Educational Theater Program. And, and so through Kaiser Permanente, they have uh, this educational theater program where you go to schools and depending on the age group, you do like an age appropriate play about health. You know, so for like kindergarten to third, it's about healthy eating and active living. And then uh, I think third through, you know, sixth grade, something else <laughs> something about like probably healthy living and then uh middle school is about puberty and then high school is about sex stds you know. mm-hmm. those were the fun <laughs> ones yeah they the fun one well that's the one, that's the one that actually feels like a real play you know um it, the other stuff feels kind of like you're doing like you know sesame street or car, car right or whatever uh and so yeah and i got that and and it and so you're an actual and Kaiser employee, so you get great benefits. I'm uh, just gonna say, so did you get benefits? Yeah, yeah, I got benefits and this 401k and wow. you know and all and all that good stuff that a, a, a regular typical job would have. Um, so it was a it was a great first gig, and and the biggest thing was that it it, it had me acting even if it was for children every day, you know for. Uh, I think I did it for like two years um, in Oakland. And, and even though I did one year for the kindergarten play um, and, and I did one year of the high school play and, you know, it, it just made, that was the thing that made me be like, I like doing this, you know? Yeah. But it was, it was hard work. It was like, (laughs) it was difficult. Like you said, you weren't just acting, you were, Drive, building the sets, breaking them down. Yeah, yeah probably were, doing Q and A's. Yeah, you were doing. You were you were a crew of five, and so you, four to five people usually uh, for for a cast crew. And you would, you know, you'd have to. You would start usually at like four thirty in the morning. Oh, yeah, wow! At four forty-five in the morning. I think four forty-five was the earliest we could technically start. And then, because if you have to do 8 a.m. assembly, you have to go, you have to get the truck, you have to drive sometimes an hour, hour and a half. That was really what the, wow. uh, what decided how early you were starting, how far you were driving. But sometimes it would be like an hour. You would get to the school, you would unload the entire set, you had to build the set, which was a decent, which was an easy set to build, but it was still like, you know, it would take an hour to like put mm-hmm. everything, assemble everything together. You'd have to put the speakers up, you know, do the sound check, you know, because everyone would be mic'd. And and then you would have to do these 60-minute plays. Uh, and and you would, I'd say 50-50, of the time it would be one show and then 50% of the time it would be two shows back to back. And then, yeah, then you'd have to do Q&A, especially for the STD show. Um, and then you have to break down and then you have to go drive back and then, you know, sometimes in still corporation. So then sometimes you would have a meeting after, uh, after this, like already eight hour day, (laughs) you know, but it's, it's so interesting because we've talked to other people who've had corporate acting jobs. You're like, I'm I'm a paid actor. Yeah. Like I'm doing this thing. This is acting. This is one method of acting, right? So I can neither tell you. Two things about yourself. One, this is really what I want to do. Or two, I do not want to do this bullshit. I actually want to be a star. This is not that. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and the funny thing, I mean, we used to call it the golden handcuffs because it was, you know, it was such a good job. And, I, you know, we were getting paid decent. I think we were making like, I don't know, 50, you know, a year or something, which was That's great. That's awesome. You know, you, yeah. you know, for that 24 years old, you know. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And, with uh, benefits. And, and with benefits and you're acting and, and, you know, everybody there was who worked there were actors and you know people who like children and you know it was great um it's really one of those things where you have to compare it to well what am i going to do if i leave this job exactly. am i going right. like a lot, if, a lot of people would wouldn't take that jump people there are yeah. many people who are probably still there to this day who 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 are just like i'm not leaving this oh yeah but this is and this you know this is as as much as i need so, okay, so you're doing this, and in, in, is this when you decide, I love acting, but I need to take it to the next level, and you come to L.A.? Pretty much, yeah. I was, uh, I, I, second year I did the high school show, which which was, felt, I mean, it was like a play, you know. And, yeah, uh, of course. You know, you really got to give it, and the kids will let you know when they're not feeling, especially high school kids, you know. Mm-hmm. You really had to, you know, bring it for, for those shows. Um, and, uh yeah, it was, it was right around, it was definitely then, because that was my last year, and, and I decided to um, move, take the jump and move to L.A., um, and luckily, my best friend slash roommate slash ex-teammate from, from college, he he was like, fuck it, I'll move to L.A., but no, no, <laughs> he, he was not trying to be in the industry at all, he was just like, I'm not doing shit, let's go, <laughs> so... He's like, oh. so you always wanted to be moved to LA, so so I had that cushion too, just have, being able to move there with my best friend, and uh, and so yeah, so I I took the leap and, and moved down, and there's actually a, a educational theater pro Kaiser educational theater program down here in LA, so I tried to transfer, but they don't, you know, they don't do that. Um, I was going to ask. We audition again when I got down here, and at first I didn't get it, and then. I think something fell through for them and then they called me up and was like, uh, you know, cause it was another one of those blessings, you know, you, you get here and you're like, Oh man, what am I going to do? And right. I had a little bit of savings, but it was running out quick. And then, you know, magically I got a call from them after, you know, a month after I had auditioned for them. It's like, Hey, are you still here? Cause someone just quit and we need somebody ASAP. And, and so then I, I uh, started working for them down here that's great yeah yeah. but was it prohibitive for auditioning and and um a a little bit but you know i at that point i i didn't know anything like when i moved to la it was like (laughs) i i had like you know my headshot was like this this headshot that my brother took on this like little you know, one of those little, uh-huh. and it was like sepia. It wasn't even black and white. It was sepia. <laughs> it wasn't on eight by ten. It was it was like an eight and a half by eleven. Like right, right. You know, and I thought I was doing big stuff. And uh, <laughs> so, I think my first headshot, I opted to print it in sepia anyway. So yeah, I, yeah, that, I think that was cool at the time. Yeah, different, you know. And so the the so I didn't have any idea of you know or how to get any opportunities or anything. So the good thing about doing that was there was a bunch of actors there mm-hmm. who kind of put me on game. You know, they they were just like, oh, well, I, I remember I showed my headshot to one of the actors there, and they are like, well, the first thing you need to do is get headshots. I was like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, That's awesome. So the cool thing for the year that I was there, you know, I just kind of picked people's brains too. And yes, it did prohibit from auditioning, you know, because usually you're done by like two. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're basically choosing that job. I mean, you're choosing yeah. that security. Um, but, you know, actors were, they were still trying. They were still trying to get commercials or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, they, in and they had knowledge that I didn't and, and I picked their brain about it and, and learned a bunch of stuff and then i got fired which was a blessing why did you get fired and now you've done this job for two years up north and one year down south and now you get fired it wasn't or or they they in in um i think it was just 
here. No, actually, I think it was both places. So every year you have to get renewed. You know, it's mm -hmm. not guaranteed that you're coming back. But up north, it was a little bit more lax. It was pretty, like, you'd have to be, you know, doing something pretty drastic to not get welcome back up north. But down here, it was, like, a little bit more cutthroat, right? And so I didn't get asked back. And I suspect the woman who was my direct supervisor, for whatever reason, and I still don't know to this day, didn't like me. I don't know what it was. Maybe I reminded her of a bad ex or something. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and my and my and my colleagues, my co coworkers would always be like, "She does not like you." Yeah. <laughs> Jason, so I don't did, know. Why. Jason had the same thing. So Jason had a similar, different job, but similar, where he yeah. did boats for Second City. So he yeah. was, you know, that corporate gig where he went and was a comedian on a ship for yeah. five months. Yeah. And he did a couple tours, but it's the same thing. Like it prohibits you from being auditioning. You and, certainly and, can't and, audition from the high seas. Right. So he wasn't, you know, so that was it. Like it's a choice you make for whatever length of time you're going to do it. But he had a roommate, a, a person in the cast that just for whatever reason did not like him. And it was like really awkward when I went to the ship to visit him. Right. I was like, I don't think that guy likes you. And he's like, no, he doesn't. And I was like, why? And he goes, I don't know. No, I'm a really likable person. <laughs> That's what I kept saying. I kept being like, I feel like I'm a really nice, easygoing guy. Like, you know, not I say this as humbly as possible. Like, how do you not like me? I'm, I'm Bert, what did I do? Listen, I, I, honestly, of all the things that one could like take credit for in their in their life, being likable isn't you know i'm not bragging that i'm likable i think i just like you're likable i like yeah. you that's not a compliment that's just what you are you're not a difficult person yeah, if there's one thing i i i am i am proud about is being a nice you know very easygoing guy and so the fact i take it back it is a compliment <laughs> thank you uh yeah the supervisor but you know what in in hindsight i i you know, it was a blessing in disguise because, again, it was the golden handcuffs. Yep. And, yeah. and it forced me to get out there because yep. otherwise I was just kind of like, oh, this is cool. I'm here. But I didn't come down here to do that. You know, yep. I, I I do really feel like it was meant to be. And it was the universe being like, go. It's time to go. It's time to go. Stop. Yeah. You know, this was a nice little cushion so you could get, you know, acclimated to, to you know, the big city. But now you just go do what you came here to do, you know? hundred percent. So is that the moment when you suddenly started booking everything or is that the moment that you, <laughs> that you went into business for yourself? Because I think everybody knows you by name, but if you don't know Justin Chukiri by name and you're listening, just go to IMDB and you'll be like, Oh, right. That guy. Look at those credits. Uh, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know about that, but it, it was, um, I do know about that. I do know about that. <laughs> Um, gosh, man, I don't, what, what? Well, you, you went into, you listen, you, you, you okay, started so, working no, for I yourself. think that's when he started doing hand jobs. He got fired and was forced into hand jobs. <laughs> yeah, hand jobs was a little later, I think. I think, um, the next thing that, uh, happened was probably unemployment. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yes. You know, which you qualified for. Yeah, yeah so which that's I right. qualified for. And that was that lasted for a while and um you know i took some acting classes where i met some more people and then they introduced me to their agents uh and this one guy um who i'm still very good friends with jerry ying he introduced me to his commercial agent um and print agent which was csd cesd mm -hmm. and then then i started booking some like print stuff and 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 then right. my jobs you know really started taking off from there Yes. Um, and I really just got around town doing all kinds of, of hand jobs. Really. So you had a portfolio of just your hands. Did 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 you ever have to get it like a you know hand what? job? I never did a portfolio of my hands because I thought it was just so ridiculous. <laughs> and I I think that would have been cool. I just you bring a girl it. over pre your wife. Look at my hand job portfolio. <laughs> I, I just, I couldn't do it. I was just like, it was suggested, but I was just like, no, nah, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm from Oakland, man. Come on. I can't, I can't just be. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. My hands around. Uh, I just, I'm stuck on like the corporate thing for a second in like, in that thing, because it reminds I was doing makeup. Um, so I was in TV news uh, in Detroit, just out of college. I had interned when I was in college. And then the producer brought me on 
right out of college, but it, it didn't pay much. I was starting low intern is so much higher, even though you're not getting paid to do so many more jobs, but as a, you know, the lowest man, on the totem pole out of college and they're paying you, you get almost no money and nothing fun. You're coming in at five in the morning and doing grunt work. So I had to get a second job and because of theater and news and everything, I, I had a background in makeup. So I applied for a makeup job at Macy's and I got it, which was great. So I was making some money and doing that. And then after a month of that, I was like, fuck this, this is bullshit. And I packed up my car and left two days later, quit everything and came to Los Angeles. And um, my, I was very lucky that my the woman I worked for uh, at Prescriptus was like, oh, I'll transfer you to LA. I know the, the account supervisor over there. So I'll put it in a call. We'll get you in the system out there. It'll be fine which was great. And she did. So I was working as a makeup artist. And I was going all over LA. So I got to learn LA. I got, you know, juicy details from people and secrets and it was great. And it was steady income, but, um, oh, and people would start booking me to do headshots. And, uh, and one woman was like, Hey, I'll bring you on set. So I got an IMDB credit as a makeup artist. And I was like, Oh no, no, take it down. Take it down because I don't want to be known as a makeup artist. That's not what I do. I came out here to act. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it felt very much like a golden handcuff. One, because I started presenting as a makeup artist then, right? Because that's what people are booking you for. Like, people were calling me to do makeup and not calling me to be in their projects. And I was like, well, God damn it. I'm an actor. This is just how I pay my bills. Right. So you get very, it, you know, you get very comfortable because you know that you can pay your rent. But then at the same time, you're, you're becoming something that that wasn't the program, right? That wasn't. What, what I always say, you know, it's it's funny because it, it really shows you how difficult acting is, right? Like things that you don't even try to do just start, you know, coming along and, 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 um, and taking off, you know, without yeah. even putting much effort into it, you know? Uh-huh. And whereas acting, you know, you're putting everything you got into it everything and, and, and every dime and every day you know every single day you, you live know. breathe and eat it you know and i always think of it there's so many tests right like it's like oh this could be cushy and easy if, if you just want to do this no mm-hmm. you know and you just have to like almost keep passing up these like easy cushy opportunities you know a hundred percent hundred percent it's it's you know and 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 God bless any person who falls for the comfy and they're like, you know what? Security is the thing that I actually feel good about and I'm good. And I think, man, I'd love to feel comfortable and content like that. Like, why am I hustling all the time? I mean, we're all at the stage (laughs) of being, you know, young parents. First, it was just me. And then it was us. And now it's all of us. Yeah, totally. When I make a choice to not take the secure job, I am denying my child yeah. the parent with a secure job. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 And like God, you just made my stomach sick. It's what? okay. You missed the whole John Collin conversation where he owes <laughs> us. <laughs> what? Okay. Good. So you have been doing co-star guest star. Mm-hmm. You do, that's that's the trajectory. You do a bunch of co-stars, then you get a bunch of guest stars, and then you get the the spot, the series, know, the regular. series regular. Yeah. Now you are a part. You are a star in an ensemble yeah, cast. We're, we're, we're skipping. We're skipping a big thing. Okay, tell me, tell with, me the big thing. The somewhere after the Kaiser and unemployment, and all of that was the uh, I, I started doing graphic and web and. Uh, that's what I was trying yes. to get to. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that because was, that, that was, is, that's actually what you majored in. Uh, well, visual arts. It wasn't necessarily web design. But sure, yeah. mm-hmm. but you were, uh, but you were using your visual arts. All right. So yes, it's what you, you, you worked on with your mother. Uh, she was an artist. It's yeah. what you, you grew up doing. Yeah. And by the way, for anyone who's listening, Justin is a phenomenal. A phenomenal visual artist. Yeah. But the, I mean, I've looked at your web design. Your your parallax work is insane. Oh. Ooh, look at you with the parallax, yeah. Oh, I know, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, I mean, the way the way you, I mean, if you if you take a step back and look at your your Instagram, 
not, I mean, yes, all of the images are fantastic, but when you look back and look at your gallery view and you, the way the, the thought goes into the, the overview where it's, you know, one continuous combination of images is yeah. fantastic. Okay. All of this is to say you are an incredible visual artist. It's, it's what you studied. And at some point after the, uh, the Kaiser job went away, you opened your own, you know, you went into business for yourself yeah. doing what you do and putting your skills out there for hire. Which I didn't know until tonight. And damn it. When I said, do we know anybody that designs logos? Oh, no, I haven't done it for, I haven't done that for a while, but yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it was one of those things. I mean, at this point I'm, I'm with my wife and, and who also I would say, uh, I don't want to say, I don't, what, what I, it's not side job, but she was she was definitely my sugar mama for a little bit too. <laughs> you know, there's definitely that. She has a a real job as a city planner, and um, you know, she she encouraged me. She was part of that. She was encouraged me to to do that, and she was like, "You have all these skills, like you could get paid for it," <laughs> you know. And uh, and then I also had a, a a good friend who was a web designer too, and and he was kind of like hipping me to the game and he was just saying like, you know, he gets paid 1500 to $2,000 a pop, you know, which sounded great at the time. And, um, so yeah. you put in 70,000 hours to build a website. Yeah. And they keep coming back going, can you tweak this? Can you just do you're, tweak this? And you're like, that's insane. not tweaking. It's insane. That's redesign. Yeah. It's insane. Clients were insane. So yeah, I, I went to UCLA extension to learn coding. Um, and I was always kind of like computer savvy. And so I just, um, yeah, I, I went there for a few months and picked it up and started working. And That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, but clients were. And you've done work from, so you've done work for big clients. Uh, yeah. I've done work for some, some decent sized clients. Yeah. And, He's uh, being very modest. He's like, it's not. It's not actually not a modesty. I actually. I actually can't remember. I, I've done so many jobs. I, I almost can't remember. <laughs> so that's awesome. So did you ever feel so comfortable? How did you transition? Like what, how are you dividing your day between clients and working on um, being an entrepreneur with this business, mm -hmm. you know, first getting clients, working with clients, and then also at the same time, um, pursuing your goals to be an actor? I mean, it was before I had a kid, so, you know, there was more free time there, and I was sure. up uh, much later, you know, I would I would be pretty much, like, building websites, you know, from, like, 9 p.m. to, you know, 3 in the morning or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, you know, acting goes, like, there'd be periods where you're, you don't have any auditions, and then, you know, so I would just be... It ebbs and flows. Or, or, you, or you have a one or two auditions, which takes a couple hours, and you come home. And so, you know, especially without a kid, you're not on any kind of schedule, really. Right. You know. Um, and yeah, so I would just try, I would just put it in, fit it in where I could get it in. You know. Is there anything that you want to promote where you can catch Justin? So, Blind Spotting on Stars, um, Black Summer on Netflix, and soon we'll know about Let's Follow and Track. Um, their new show that just sold. So it's right now called the high. Um, and we're, if we're going to start name right, for a high school show, that's a good name. The high. Yeah. So we're doing a high school show where we're getting high quite a bit. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to start writing in January and, um, I don't, I have no idea. It's a very daunting task. It's like one of, you know, it took me and my brother about a year to finish the pilot. And then I'm just like, we have to do nine more of these. I realize it's going to be a writer's room, but it's still like a very still. daunting task, you know? Yeah. Well, that's great. Congratulations. Yeah. Super excited. Thank you so much for being on the show too. We so appreciate it. I know how busy you are. Yeah, it was great. Great seeing you guys. She showed up Hey Beaver, what would you do if a comedy legend told you to stop hiding and get out there because you are funny? You mean after I finished my happy dance? 
I'd probably come on the Make That Paper podcast and talk about my day jobs that led me up to that pivotal moment and how I'm now a star of the hilarious IFC show, Sherman's Showcase. Okay, I see. You've confused yourself with next guest, the amazing Nefertari Spencer. Oh, yeah. I thought that sounded familiar. 